Welcome. The parish is a church community in Alpharetta, Georgia, practicing the way of Jesus for the sake of others. Talks like these are just one part of how we gather to be deeply reshaped by Jesus. So we invite you to join us any Sunday morning for a full church gathering. You can find more information or contact us by visiting our website at parishanglican.org. Okay, friends, find your way back to your seat. Wrap up those conversations. Get another steaming hot cup of coffee. That's what we all need right now. I heard Susie say the Holy Spirit is here to such a degree that she actually feels like she's on fire. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Okay, as we continue on in our gathering, it's time for our scripture reading. Uh, Continuing the story of the movement of the Holy Spirit throughout the scriptures. We started in Genesis 1, and we have finally arrived at Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit is given to the church. Let's listen together. When the day of Pentecost had come... They were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed and saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Beth. All right, so fear not, I'm not giving a whole sermon, uh, but I am gonna spend just a few minutes giving us an intro and overview of this season of Pentecost that we're about to move into and how we're gonna move through it as a church community. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about what God is doing with us, in us, in this parish community. We've got even more things to tell you about beyond what we've told you about so far. Um, And so at Pentecost this year, we are going to be looking at the idea of life with God. If you've been here throughout this spring semester so far, during Lent, we explored the idea that our hidden heart is our Father's house. And then in 
Easter tide, we talked about the Christ self that is invited with Jesus to rise into newness of life. And now we'll talk about through the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit, life with God. So we're moving trinitarially through this semester, the Father, the Son, and now the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about this idea of life with God because the Holy Spirit brings the presence of God into our company on a moment-by-moment lived experience kind of way. God with us. The Holy Spirit brings the ministry of the charismatic, the the ministry of comfort, the ministry of counsel. He is our advocate, our parakletos. He is our defender. The Holy Spirit, often we, we don't talk about much. Who is this Holy Spirit? What is this Holy Spirit? What is this breath of God? And that's some of what we'll look at throughout this upcoming season of Pentecost. Life with God. The preposition that we use there matters so much. Because if we fill in that word with, with a different word, it changes everything about the way we understand the spiritual life. And many of us have subconsciously been living life to God, or life from God, or life under God, or life for God. But we are invited into, because of Pentecost, life with God. That's the point and purpose of the Christian life, that we get to become like Jesus. We do that by abiding in loving union with God. And that is only possible because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible's theme of themes, literally from the first page to literally the last page, is that God is with us. Richard Foster says it this way, that through scripture we hear God whispering through the centuries, I am with you, I am with you, I am with you in all of the love and terror and pity and pain and wonder that is your life. I am with you. And then God asks a question that searches each human person to the depths, will you be with me? The Holy Spirit brings God's presence, and the Holy Spirit brings God's peace, peace within, and then peace without, peace to the world. And so the Holy Spirit gathers the church at Pentecost, and they speak in other languages in a way that those who otherwise could not have understood the good news of God can hear for themselves. It's a miracle of speaking, and it's a miracle of hearing, being able to understand one another. And boy, a miracle of hearing and understanding one another would do our world well right now. And so we're a Pentecostal church. And what I mean by that, (laughs) what I mean by that is not that we belong to a particular denomination. What I mean by that is that we take Pentecost seriously and believe that everything Jesus said can actually be lived. That's what it means to be Pentecostal. Everything Jesus said and taught can actually be experienced in our real life. And this is only possible because God has come to us and given us life with him through the Holy Spirit. And so Pentecost then is different than the other high holy days. At creation, God does the work. At Christmas, God does the work. At Easter, God does the work. But at Pentecost, God comes to us and says, as the Father has sent me, now I send you. And so we are given marching orders to be God's presence in the world as God's presence is given to us through the Holy Spirit to live life with God. 
And so I was talking about this with uh, James Douglas, actually. Uh, you didn't know I was going to say your name. I know, surprise. Uh, a few months ago, we were on the phone on a Zoom call, and, and we were talking about Pentecost, and he said something along the lines, this is a very James Douglas thing to say, he said, uh, you know, Pentecost feels like the kind of thing that needs to be more show and less tell, which I think was his way of saying, stop giving long sermons, Jordan, and I heard you loud and clear. So, uh, no, I, that, I think uh, the, the point there is that we get to catch the Holy Spirit more than we get to teach the Holy Spirit. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling some stories. How is the Holy Spirit moving in people's lives in this community? You'll hear a little bit of that next week on the Soul Care Service, a lot more of that as we move inside on June 6th. And what I want to do first is talk about how God is with us as a church in the most practical of ways. Uh, Okay, turning subjects. In the midst of that confusing and unknown part of our story, There are a few other things in our church story that have been remarkably clear and remarkably good and remarkably like evident that God's presence is all over this. One has been our new office downtown. It's beautiful. It's been so life-giving. Another, Holly and I just moved to a new house that already has just been so healing for our family and the way that's been provided for us. And then there's another thing. A few weeks ago, we stood up and we shared that we were searching for a new family pastor to run our family ministry here at the parish and to care not only for our kids and students, but also to care for families at large. What does it look like for us to walk with the families of this church, shape the life of Jesus over dinner tables and evening prayers and bringing spiritual practices to our littlest ones and having a through line of spiritual formation from nursery to the the oldest members of our community. And so we talked about that. And we announced that we're hiring a family pastor and we searched and I cannot be more excited at how evident and clear God made the next step for us, especially in the midst of other things where that has not been the case. And so this morning, I'm excited to share with you that we have made a hire in this, and it did not take long because it was so clear that we had the right choice. Uh, The vestry and I have talked about this at length and immediately realized that we had the right person for this opportunity and in this season. And so, Sarah Fetz is going to be our new family pastor here at the parish. And so I'm going to invite Sarah up here. Sarah applied for this position, and it's an awesome story that someday I'm going to ask you to share with our church, whether you want to or not. (laughs) Guys, this is, I am so pumped about Sarah stepping into this role. Um, for a long time, I was really sad to see Andy stepping out of this role because Andy Culp is a gift to our community and will continue to be through his role in the vestry in so many ways. We honor you, Andy, and all that you have poured into this. Katie, you as well for years being a part of this. Um, and I didn't want to let them go because I was like, God, what if this turns into another facility search? <laughs> it has not the most clear evident direction has come through Sarah putting her name into the hat for this role. Sarah has an early childhood and elementary education background and degree from Samford. She has years of elementary teaching, uh, including here at Mount Pisgah, and recently has been uh, on the school governance council at Dolvin Elementary. The competency, the character, the gifting, the mindset of our church, who the parish is, is embedded in Sarah. And so I am deeply thankful 
for you tapping into this role, for you pastoring us, not just programming for kids ministry, but pastoring are the families of this church. Could not be more excited about that. So let's celebrate Sarah, and then I'm going to let her say whatever she wants to say into this microphone. We're so glad to have you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, um, I'm really excited, and I feel very honored and truly grateful that the Lord has um, led me here into this, stepping into this new role. And it was very clear to me that this is what the Lord, um, that he was inviting me to apply for this position. And he has made it clear every step along the way. And I'm just excited to work with him in his kingdom work and to um, get to know all of the families at the parish and walk through life together, the ups and downs. And um, I'm just really excited and glad to be here. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, uh, as Sarah and I have talked about this, I, I'm telling you guys, like, the intentionality, the pastoral heart, and the formational perspective is going to be such a gift to our community. And so we could not be more thrilled. She is starting in her role on Monday, uh, tomorrow, because she was like, I'm thinking about this all the time anyway. <laughs> I might as, well, might as well go for it. And so we're so thankful for this new season and Sarah stepping into this role. Andy will be on our team at a staff level for the next two months as well, intentionally transitioning uh, into Sarah taking over the helm of the family ministry. And then Andy will stay on his role as the senior warden of our vestry as well. Okay. Here's the last thing I'm going to say before we move to the table. To set Sarah up for success, we've got to have her back. And the best way we can have her back is to build a team around her of passionate, committed, helping, servant-hearted volunteers. Okay, because parish kids ministry and uh, the nursery and the preschool areas require more people than any other part of our church, and they require uh, just a real pouring out and a servant-hearted posture. And so I am asking all of us to surround and support Sarah by being a part of the parish kids ministry to the degree you feel led. And so here's what I mean by that. We talked last week that we are refiring the engine of our volunteer team, which has been basically in hibernation since the pandemic began. And now we're re-asking for people to step into volunteer roles once a month, right? So not a big commitment, once a month for a few hours, we ask every adult and every teenager who calls the parish home to have a volunteer role. And there's four ways you can have that role. Um, on the band, the AV tech team, on the host team that helps set up and welcome folks, and the parish kids team. But if there's one place I want to emphasize, it's the parish kids team, because that's where we need not only the most help, but also the most urgent help. Uh, so that we can resource Sarah to have the team she needs to lead well, and so we can fire up the preschool and nursery classrooms in just a few weeks. So in your worship bag, there is a card. That card has four check marks by it where you can say, I am willing to volunteer to be a part of this team once a month. Uh, family ministry and parish kids takes a little longer because we have to background check, we have to train, there's a whole process in order to keep our children's environments safe and, uh, and thoughtfully led. And so we want to start that as soon as possible. So I'm going to ask you, think about where God may be asking you to serve this church. 
Uh, and would you commit to join one of those volunteer teams? Fill out that card, and as you come down to the table to receive communion, I'm setting this basket right here. You can drop the card in the basket, and our team will be in touch with you. As we always do with things like this, there is not pressure, there is not obligation. We are not uh, gonna tighten screws. That's not how we are and who we are as a church. I'm just wanting to be really honest that this is something that would really help us take next steps into normalcy uh, as a church community. So I welcome you to follow as you feel led with that. Okay, enough of that. Uh, Christ himself is our peace. Let's rejoice in it. Christ makes peace within us. Let's claim it. Christ makes peace between us. Let's share it. And so I'll invite you to look at somebody near you and say the peace of Christ be with you as we prepare to move to the table.